think about, would this make my mom and dad proud? <laughs> think of it that way. Before you hit post, is this something that could make your parents proud? Is this something that can make your colleagues and profession proud? And if that's the case, then share away. Welcome to the Sawyer Vet Now What, the podcast. This is a show that serves as your audio mentor in your journey as a veterinarian. And each week, our awesome host, Dr. Mariah McCauley, will be bringing you insightful short-form interviews with happy, successful vets who are eager to share their career and clinical tips to make your life easier. So whether you're a final year vet student or a recent graduate, this podcast is your trusted companion on the pathway to success in veterinary medicine. Over to you, Mo. Welcome back to So You're a Vet, Now What? I am your host, Dr. Mariah McCauley. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Dr. Adam Chrisman. In addition to being the Chief Veterinary Officer for DVM360, Adam is an accomplished speaker, TV host, dachshund dad, podcast host, and content creator, where he has amassed an impressive following on both Instagram and TikTok. In today's episode, Adam shares his experience as a content creator and helps to answer the question of whether new graduate vets should have a social media presence. We talk about defining your brand, developing boundaries, and how to deal with the inevitable trolls, and so much more. I learned so much from Adam, and we had such a fun time recording this episode for you, so let's jump right in. All right. Well, Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mariah. This is great. I am so looking forward to this, and just by the amount of laughter that we had before we even hit record, I have a good feeling about today's episode. And so, Adam, I am so excited to speak with you because you seem to live a lot of your life as a veterinarian, as a dachshund dad, on social media. And I know a lot of people, a lot of new grads, recent grads are looking up to you for what it looks like to share your life as a veterinarian on social media. And even when I graduated vet school, which is now coming on four years, that's when I feel like the biggest boom of veterinarians having a presence on social media even started. So there's a lot of growth that's happening. But the question that I want to pose to you today is for new grads, recent grads who are looking at social media, looking at the potential for them in their practice, should they consider sharing their life on social media? It's a broad question, but right. that's the what we're starting with. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question to ask because, I mean, think of it this way, Mariah, is that our profession is so vast, right? There's so many <laughs> options that are out there. And, you know, I, I never want to think that, oh, well, this person's doing the same thing as me because I still cannot identify a single person that has the same brand as another person out there in the social media space. So to those that are interested thinking, oh, my gosh, there's so many of them out there, they don't have your voice. They don't have your perspective. And they don't have your brand of what you're really focusing in on. And, you know, your brand is obviously going to evolve and change. So the short answer is, no, you do not have to put yourself on social media. I mean, focus on what you do great. You're a new graduate. Focus on the medicine, building a great rapport with the clientele and the communities, as well as your coworkers. I think that's um, a huge thing. And then sometimes adding that extra layer of social media can be very noisy to some of our colleagues in this profession. But there are some that are very passionate about it. And that's why I say to those that are passionate about it, keep that light shining. Go for it. I think it's great. And 
if you're doing general practice, for instance, this is just an example because there's so many options out there. But if you're doing general practice and you decide, yeah, I want to go into the social media space, think about what does that arm look like to you as a general practitioner? Because, you know, we don't have a lot of face time with our clients. So think about what the virtual space looks like to all clients in the entire world, because that's what it, social media is. So let's just say, for example, I want to talk about how to clean your dog's ears a little bit better. Well, think about that appointment that you just saw for maybe 20 or 30 minutes and like, oh, I wish I could really get into the weeds about the anatomy of the dog's ear or maybe talk about the different types of ear cleaners that are out there. Well, here's your opportunity to do it. So I just think of social media as a really good arm for educating your audience, if that's what you choose to do. And I love how you kind of nailed down that question of you don't have to do it, but if you do, kind of really think about your why. Like, yeah. what is the reason behind doing this? Is it because you see everyone getting all these free scrubs? They're getting lots of numbers. Like, why are you doing it? Or is it because right. you genuinely want to share this information? And there's kind of two different tracks that I see with the social media side of veterinary medicine, which I'm going to use my term of vetstagram here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... In the Vetstagram world, I feel like there are two main routes. And one of them is like people who focus on the practice side of it, where they are making videos for their specific clientele. And then I see people that kind of like more similar to you, they are doing information for the general pet parent world. And both of them definitely have value. And you kind of approach both of them in a similar sense. But the why between the two of them is going to be similar but for these new grads, I guess, like, if they're looking at these two main questions, like, what would be if they're trying to ask, like, should I do more stuff for my practice? Or should I do stuff from more for myself? Like, what would you answer to that? I would say definitely do more for yourself, because yourself is going to be who your brand and your voice is no matter where you go. So, you know, maybe you stay at that practice indefinitely, maybe you move a year or two out of the road. But the common denominator is who your brand is. So you don't want to be something that you're not for the benefit of the practice that you're in, if that makes sense to the listener. So, you know, you could certainly be a brand voice. And when I say this wholeheartedly, like your brand goes along for the ride. So, for example, you know, I have my own brand of Adam Christman, but I am the chief editor officer at DVM 360 and Fetch. So they know that. And that goes along for the ride. And I'm very intentional and very mindful of that, too, because I don't want to obviously cause any disrespect to where I'm working and any of those things. So but I do think that always I like what you said is stay focused on your why, because you don't want to be something that you're not. Let's just say I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. I'm not an exotics veterinarian. I know the very basics, but I know somebody who is. And I think good veterinarians come from good people who know other people that can do great stuff in this profession as well. Know your limitations and just like it is in practice and know your limitations in social media as well. Let's talk about that a little bit more like limitations and boundaries because there are some some other foods for thought. I think what was it like three years ago, there was something that came out about like, should doctors be on social media? Should they be sharing their life? I think it was the whole swimsuit fiasco. That was an interesting time to be alive. So looking at that, how would you go about talking to someone about developing what those professional boundaries should be on social media? Right. I mean, you're a veterinarian, but you're not just, a, I don't want to say just a veterinarian, but you're a veterinarian, but you're maybe a mom, you're a sister, you're a father, a husband. So you have to kind of think about all those hats that you wear in your life. And this is what I say to those that are starting out to build their brand on social media. What hats are you willing to share? 
And if there are certain hats that you want to hide, then that's perfectly fine. But you certainly have to clearly define those boundaries. So if you don't want to showcase your personal life or if you want to have a separate social media account just to those, you know, network, your tight network, then that's perfectly fine. But I will tell you this, that most of your clients, so picture it this way, Mariah, I would say this is like your clients come to you because obviously they value your expertise. They like the hospital. But they also come to you because they know that there's a dachshund-obsessed veterinarian that's at your practice. And let's hi, that's me. I'm a doxaholic. But so <laughs> they're going to come because I love dachshunds, right? They don't know. They don't care about anything else but about that. So mm-hmm. showcase some of those things that really are special to you. Do you love to do horseback riding on the side? Because life is all about connections. It's all about finding common purpose. So if you're willing to share a little bit of that behind the curtain to be like, yeah, I want to show my horseback riding. I want to show that I'm interested in plants. It shows another layer to yourself versus this, I don't want to say this quote, one dimensional space that you have of you being a veterinarian, but adding a couple of layers that you're willing to showcase more about. I think that's great. Like me, everybody knows I'm obsessed with music and dancing. No, I can't dance. But I just think it is a fun, silly side to me that is truly who I am. And I'm willing to showcase that with the world. So think about some things that are naysayers, things that, for example, with me, you will not see me post a lot of things about my personal life. I'm not comfortable sharing a lot of that stuff out there. So I don't show like a lot of like those kinds of moments, but like the silly, goofy, uplifting moments, that's what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. So watching your dachshunds run down the the little yes, the ramp, ramp, choosing a toy. Like, I love that content. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. No, I think it, it is so important to talk about those boundaries. And as you're talking about brand and kind of using that word over and over again, one thing that I think could be really beneficial for these people that for these new grads that are looking to really develop a brand and kind of figure out what their presence is going to be on Instagram is to kind of sit down and think about what are the five main things that I want to, if your goal is to share information with pet parents, like what are the five main things I want to share with pet parents? And then as you're going through, and if you're like, well, maybe my last trip to Florida is not the thing I want to share on social media. If your main target audience are your pet parents that you want to show orthopedic rehab to, like really kind of think about that, answer those questions, and that will help you decide little bit more about what those boundaries are and like what you should or shouldn't post for your particular brand. So anything else you would add to that? I agree. I think choosing four to five, and then I would say out of those four or five, choose two to start out with. Um, Because I think in vet med, we have, again, we have, which is a great problem to have, we have unlimited, you know, content in this profession, but choose two. So let's just say I love cats. I want to show, I really want to be an advocate for new natal kitten care. I think that's a really great lane to really learn more about. Um, And then I also want to choose to talk about new natal puppies. And so you can start eventually like that and then build your brand out a little bit more because sometimes as a content creator, you can get one, fatigued, two, overwhelmed, and three, you feel like you just don't have enough content or whatever it is. So you want to kind of, you know, stay a little bit consistent because remember, you guys, you're all newer graduates. I I really want you to focus on doing great medicine and I don't want this to kind of consume your entire life. So just choosing a couple things to focus in on was great because I know when once you have that content creator cap on, you get it too, Mariah. You, you find kind of like, oh my gosh, let me grab the camera. Let me grab the phone. I need to videotape this. And then you're going to be losing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's right? true. 
Yeah, you become like content. So you just see great content. You're like, oh my gosh, why yeah. isn't everybody taking a picture of this? You know, I, I know. So, but yeah, just to kind of be very specific about those things while establishing healthy boundaries is good. And I really like how you reiterated, like if you are a new grad, please do not make social media your entire personality. Like you have no. a little bit more important things to be learning and focusing on right now. Yeah, you can certainly I- build out a brand during this time, but do not make that the entirety of what you do. Because your clients aren't going to care about how many likes and follows and shares you have. They're going to care about how you effectively communicate, care with them in the exam room, how you effectively provide recommendations, how you can convert a client to say yes about a dental cleaning, about a spay or neuter. So those are the things that are going to be most impactful to your career as you advance in this incredible profession. Mm -hmm. And then the other things that you're going to do on social media are going to go along for the ride. They really are. They're going to go along for the ride. And so, you know, don't get depressed if, oh, I really wanted a great video and this only had a few views. Do what's true to your core values and what you do. If you're there to be on social media to educate and to provide great content, go for it. But don't sit back and be like, oh, my gosh, no one's looking for me out on social media. No, your focus should really be on patient. You should be patient obsessed and client centric. And especially when you're starting out from vet school. Are you a new or recent veterinary graduate? If so, listen up. My course, So Your Vet, Now What? has been put together specifically for you. We focus on the non-clinical skills, don't tune out. This is not as dull as it sounds, I promise you. In fact, almost every career problem that people face are due to not having well-developed non-clinical skills. The skills that I'm talking about are things like client communication, so you have great relationships with clients. Emotional intelligence, so you've got great relationships with your teammates. Effective negotiation skills, so you can get paid what you are worth. Management of imposter syndrome and how to build formidable resilience. They're not just skills, they are prerequisites vital for success in financial and emotional well-being. This course serves as an essential stepping stone to your success. So let's take the leap together. I will be your mentor as we go through 12 modules helping you transition from being a student to being a fully rounded professional. Head to www.drdavenickel.com forward slash S-Y-A-V class to learn more. Now back to the show. And and honestly, like if you are focused on that, like great social media content will follow. Totally. That's that's what's really cool about it is like when you really get passionate about being a veterinarian, like the content will come and your audience or audience, I guess, will follow, which on that note, how do you feel about being called an influencer? Oh, I do not like that word, Mariah, right? I don't. don't. I'm like cringing as I say it. Right, it is. "Eh." I know. Look at me. I sound like a Gen Z. I'm like, it gives me the (laughs) ick. You know, because I feel like we all are influencers in this life, especially veterinarians. We're here to like influence and guide and make decisions and educate. But I'm more of the lines of like a content creator. I think that's a really great way of looking at things because you know, I, here I am developing, establishing ideas and editing things along for the ride. You know, maybe it helps provide impact and education along the ride. But I don't think, you know, and I, I still get classified as influencers when I do other things and whatnot. And I'm like, Ugh, can we change that to like content creators or something? Because I really mm-hmm. do think that's a it is a better term because I feel like it has a negative connotation, especially in vet med in a world where we're trying to work 
together collaboratively. And you don't want somebody to feel like, because I'm an influencer, I'm better than you because I have more followers than you. That's not how this world works. You know, that's like complete BS. So I just think that, you know, as a content creator, you establish more respect for somebody who's like, wow, that's great. Adam's like putting together these videos and doing his thing and just making people laugh and learn at the same time. That's awesome. But I do think the word influencer needs to like be put in the garbage disposal indefinitely. Like, (laughs) yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that one. And I really like how like when you do compare the two words, like content creator versus a influencer, like the influencer is a much more independent, solo, almost combative word, whereas yeah. content creator, definitely you think about maybe it's just because it sees, but yeah. collaboration, community, like all of those different things come with that that phrase. And I think that's important to remember. You know how like when you do a pyometra and you get rid of that uterus and all the pus goes flying out? That's what I want you all to think about when you hear the word influencer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I think of. But, yeah. That's amazing. So yes. Again, kind of circling back to like like that whole question of should you have a social media and like Yes and no for some people. And it's like really thinking about your why. Because if your why is because you want people to look at you and be like, oh, she's an influencer, then just like that pyometrite needs to go in the trash. Yeah. You should not be doing social media, quite yeah. honestly. Like, listen, everyone, I, I'm, I'm really serious about this. I mean, I've been in this field my whole life, and I love how the profession and the landscape has changed. And if you're looking to make an impact, then yeah, being on social media is good. I recommend do us good. Make us proud. Make us proud to be in this profession. Don't do things just because for clout or making fun of pet parents. That's not how we do these things. Like we're here to elevate the profession. Like I get such great feedback from the AVMA about my channel, which makes me feel great that people are noticing these things. Like, thank you for making an impact and doing it in a good light. I mean, there's so many of us out there that are doing such great work and I'm so proud of them. And it makes me so proud to be in this profession. So Always keep that in mind to the listeners out there is, you know, think about, would this make my mom and dad proud? (laughs) Think of it that way. Before you hit post, is this something that could make your parents proud? Is this something that can make your colleagues and profession proud? And if that's the case, then share away. No, I think that's a really good thing to be remembering as we talk about social media and we talk about like the really, really good sides of it. Yeah. But again, going back to your why, like, why do you want to do this? And as we're talking about that and talking about the passion that we have for it, I think it's also important to kind of talk about the not so great side of the fact that as much as you have passion for something, there are going to be naysayers. There are going to be trolls that come along and you could have the most correct like happiest information on the face of the planet, but someone is still going to come up beside you and say, you're wrong. You're a terrible vet for that. And so how would you like, in just like a little spiel, like how would you recommend new grads or recent grads or anybody that's pursuing this to take care of themselves through this process? Thank you for bringing this up. This is a huge thing, especially if you're newer into this space is you really, really have to have thick skin. You really do. You know, you you have to realize that your haters are going to be your motivators. Absolutely. Just take that and realize that they're trying to either bring you down, get a rise out of you, 
And then nothing irks me more when somebody tries to use your video, you know, for the greater good of something else. I like to show how wrong you are and then, you know, give all these different reasons. It just, it's just not how you roll. So I think making sure that you have, you stay true to yourself, you guys don't let any of that stuff. In fact, somebody told me this and I do, and I'm not kidding. I rarely read the comments. I'll interact for like the first hour or so, but then like sometimes I get so many comments. I'm like, you can't keep up. But then you're like, ah, for your own mental health, don't even look at them. No need for it. You know, they'll say, oh, it's important to interact, engage with it. It depends on the type of content that you're doing. If you're looking, if you're posing a question, hey, what breed of dog is this? Then go for it, you know? But if you have something that's a little questionable, you know, just be mindful that you might get some. I feel like now that I said it, no matter what you say, no matter how you say it, somebody's <laughs> always going to say something, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like the big hitters are going to be like raw fed diets, feeding yeah. your dog anything, anything that goes in their mouth, quite honestly, yes. just stay away from it. <laughs> I did a video on collars, just reflective collars. Yeah. Just showing the importance. I got so much hate for recommending dog collars. I didn't even think that this was going to be a thing, you know? So you just don't know is really what it is. So there's that. Goodness. Really? Dog collars? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Goodness. Because I had, I think, well, for me, like the one and only time that I really did something along those lines was like antlers and bones causing fractures because I had a carnasal fracture. And of course, people were like, heaven forbid, she's talking about bones. She's talking about ride. (laughs) Like it went crazy. I had to shut down the comments because I could not handle it. I was like, this is too much for me. Yes. And I could have let it go because the algorithm was eating it up. (laughs) But I was like, my mental health is more important than the algorithm right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important to really take care of yourself first. So important. We need you all in this profession. You guys matter to us. So, and if you ever, any of the listeners, if you ever need anything, commentary or feedback, like, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to have a one-on-one and chat with you guys. You know, I love this profession so damn much, Mariah. So I'm um, happy <laughs> to help. <laughs> Absolutely. And so as you're saying that, where can people find you so that they know how to reach out? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. So- <laughs> I do have my website, you guys. It's uh, dradamchristman.com, dradamchristman.com. And then, of course, tick to the talk is uh, dear.adamchristman52. And I don't know how I got that username, by the way. Like, I, where did that come from? I don't know, Mariah. I don't know where that came from. And uh, um, I don't know, but I have that. And then also Instagram, Adam underscore Christman, of course. So you can chat with me there and get to see the dachshunds. It's just so wienerful. <laughs> 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 How are the dachshunds doing? I have to ask. I love them to pieces. My youngest one, Capone, he's a, you know, it's like, Mariah, I don't know what happened. It's like I went to Costco to get a supersized dachshund and out I know, he keeps growing. I'm huge. like, what's he's going on? Five pounds. And, um, but it's, it's the standard wire her dachshund. And, Wait, uh, but uh, he's 35 pounds. He's 35 pounds. Yeah. Guess how much my Springer weighs? How much? 37. Oh my gosh! See, your dog weighs as much as my Springer. Yeah, because you know how like you put little notches on the wall when your dog's when your dog's getting taller. We're going lengthwise. (laughs) (laughs) And for him to do the zoomies, it's like, wait, hold on, hold on, on. it's it's like a cartoon commercial for his back legs to catch up with the front. (laughs) Does he take everybody else out though when he runs? (laughs) He knocks them out. I was like, I guys, I got the bouncer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which you guys are going to have to go and check out Adam's um, Instagram and TikTok just to go see the absolute riot that happens with all of his dachshunds. It is too much fun, too much fun, which 
Oh my goodness, this episode has been too much fun. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today, sharing your wealth of um, knowledge and just experience of being on social media. Hopefully for if these new grads, recent grads, or just anybody in the profession has been looking at jumping into the waters that is social media, this gives them a little bit more of a heads up as to what they could experience, how to approach it even but also just reminding them to have fun with it because yes. like like we've said like this is a community where they're here to be collaborative we're here to support one another which again yes. like if you have questions for Adam reach out to him if you have questions for me i don't know what questions you have for me but reach out to me then thank you so much once again but until next time y'all see ya so that's it for another show thank you so much to Dr. Mariah and her guests for today's tips And if you're interested in learning more about what we do to support early stage vets in their careers, then check out my book, Sorry Vet Now What? or Non-Clinical Skills Training Class of the same name. Until next time, take care.